The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I am Ted Gioka and we are talking savings investments in your retirement as always and our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That is the key to building up wealth over the long term and uh, that's what we started the show 10 years Ten year, over 10 years ago on to talk about the build-up and to con- encourage people to, to build up wealth through their 401k, their 403b plans. It's, I mean, these are exciting times. You have to save more money with low interest rates and the tremendous amount of uncertainty in the world today, but you have to start somewhere. In the first place is your 401k plan. And so if you're not at 10% plus the company match, now's the time to get on board and start saving money for retirement the first place you should put the money is your company savings plan. So, so it started the new year. Now's the time to um, to, to increase that savings rate to ten percent. Uh, the plus the company match. By the way, that's ten percent plus the company match. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. I've been in. I actually have been in California this week in, in San Diego at the big TD Ameritrade conference. Uh, we at Max Out Savings Advisors use them to hold uh, quite a bit of our clients' assets, and so it's always interesting to see what's going on in the world and changes. And I'm going to talk about some of the big changes that that, that really we're seeing coming out of the conference uh, later. Really, uh, some very impactful things that are happening out there. We're also going to be talking about. Uh, what, what's happening with the, the Trump presidency here? Where in in in, in where things are going from here? Uh, for, for a start, a couple things I want to mention. We have a seminar coming up here, uh, our, fe- our February seminar series. We uh, this is kind of our spring series. We haven't done seminars in quite a while, but I thought I'd do a couple. We've got one in the Energy Corridor in Katy, and one in. Uh, Clear Lake. So if, you, if, if you'd like to sign up for the seminar, we're talking about investing in the Trump world and, and what's really going to change in the world. So I have a lot of stuff dealing with retirement plan, retirement savings in the seminar, uh, ideas, thoughts, and I'll, I'll be doing these personally. Uh, uh, Max Out Savings Advisors is headquartered in Houston. The, the Max Out Savings Show is a live show here in Houston, Texas. This is some national franchise. And we do most of the work we do is original here at the firm, a lot of our, our research and our money management. And so uh, if you'd like to come out and meet the team, uh, just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, and you can sign up. So there a couple things to, uh, to to think about. The I covered the seminar. The, the uh, This week uh, – Big big changes, uh, not really big changes, but some interesting changes in in, in the market. Uh, the market sold off and went underneath the the twenty thousand level, and and we've been talking about if it, really the twenty thousand level is is an area of, resi- of was resistance. It couldn't get over it. It shot over it, and now it dropped back, it, and then it went back down, and the selling started. A lot of people, when it goes under twenty thousand, are going to sell, and. We've had a big rally coming off of the Donald Trump win. Um, it was unexpected by a lot of people out there. They're completely shocked. If you've been listening to the show, we've been telling you since June or July time frame, really, that, hey, uh, if Donald Trump, it looks like he, he's going to win the presidency. We've been explaining why uh, the American people want to change, and they're tired of being ignored and, and kind of the last people in line once they take care of the immigrants and the free trade and every other country in the world. And and, and our leaders are basically been just uh, dealing away the future of the United States, American citizens and American workers to, to get concessions for uh, big business or the whatever new world order pet project these people have. And, and it's all come to an end, and it's been very bullish for the stock market. Over time, it's going to be very bullish. And, 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 but the, and the market has reacted. This market literally 
was down 800 points the day, the night of the election, once it cleared, became clear Donald Trump was going to win, and it reversed it all and went higher within a day or two. <laughs> Actually, by the next day, it was much higher. It, it, it really reversed most of those declines. And so everybody that said the stock market was going to come flat, was going to collapse was was completely wrong, and uh, it, 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 but it, but but it was a shock to to a lot of people. So so we we have a lot of changes. We have a changing of administration. This is very difficult for a lot of people. Uh, it's interesting. Eight years ago, Barack Obama came in power. He was a uh, basically he started running one year after he became a senator, a freshman senator with with a, a tremendous uh, resume of community organizing and. And the American people gave him a chance uh, to see what he could do. And, and, you know, Donald Trump is one of the most successful developers in the United States, and everyone assures us he's a complete idiot that doesn't know what he's doing and can't accomplish anything, and we're not going to give him a chance at all. And and uh, it, it, that's, that's disappointing. It seems like when the conservatives and the Republicans, when they lost out, they were willing to sit there and at least give the person a chance or at least sit back and, and – you know the Democrats. It's just it, it, the pressure on people. I'm out here in California. The pressure on people to sit there and be anti-Trump is just extraordinary. The uh, you know uh, it, I think it's unlike anything we've ever seen. Typically, you see these type of reactions and, and where the pushbacks. We're going to impeach him right away. We need to do a military coup. All t- this is the type of talk you hear in African dictatorship in African governments that fail and they get a new dictator and and then you don't see these type of reactions in developed countries uh you don't see these type of reactions in democracies that are successful you you the, the type of reactions we're seeing from 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 the, the the people that are unhappy about Donald Trump and the Democrats really is much more indicative of of of, of some African failed state or uh South American dictatorship than it is a, a successfully developed country, and 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 and, this, and the reason I say this is what we're starting to see now is is we're starting to see the stock market sell off some. It, 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 you really saw a huge boom in in, uh, in consumer confidence, in business confidence, in. And and then all of a sudden, in the last couple of weeks, Donald Trump has started out, and every single thing he does is going to be a catastrophe that's going to end the world, and we have to stop Donald Trump at every turn. And this is starting, I think, to spook, spook the American people. It's starting to spook the investment community. It's starting to spook world leaders. It's like, what is is, is the United States going to hold together? Uh, or are you going to break down into a civil war between the Democrats and the Republicans, where the Democrats are just unwilling to accept leadership and and refuses to acknowledge the new president? And that's a very dangerous thing, and 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 it's a very dangerous thing for our democracy. It's a very dangerous thing for your retirement plan, because if people think we're not the safest place in the world, if they think we're not the best place in the world, they'll start selling off our dollars. We'll lose our reserve currency. You could see uh, you could see the whole thing come apart in in a big hyperinflationary destruction. And this was not on the table before. This was not on the table when Donald Trump was elected. It wasn't going to be on the table if Hillary Clinton was elected. And yet it seems to be the the Democrats really seem to be coalescing around that type of thing. And and, and so this is something we have to watch very carefully. you know, they really seem to be attacking at the very core of our democracy. Uh, I, I, you know, I heard one of, uh, you know, listen to a number of things out there. One of the smartest people uh, out there in uh, making comments in uh, at the conference here at the TD Ameritrade conference, they didn't think democracy was something that would work. And and that is frightening to hear this type of stuff going on out there. And uh, the the idea that just because you, your pre, your guy didn't get or girl didn't get elected president, democracy doesn't work, and we need to overthrow the presidency. We need to we need a new world order. We need we need to have some uh, government established by technocrats, or or we put together in and and and, and 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 individuals lose the vote. You know, some of these people 
really are becoming a real threat to the United States. And this is something I think we're going to see more and more of uh, out there. And so this could spook the market. So this is something we're going to have to watch closely. We want to keep an eye on. The reason for covering this in the show today is I believe it's going to start affecting the 401ks. There's nothing wrong with, 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 with the other side of whatever political party that loses standing up and not not helping out and trying to stop the legislation and doing what they can to get their stuff through. It's another thing to foment revolution. It's another another thing to call for assassination. It's another thing to sit there and argue every single point and say you're not going to – and it's another thing – to attack people that support that person. To when, when the other party holds events, you storm the events and, and attack the people. This is the type of stuff we see, we've seen in places like Nazi Germany. We've seen in places like in Russia with, with the Bolsheviks. This is the type of radical action that severely endangers our country and really should be reined in. I mean, these protests in Berkeley, where you, where, you, where you saw was a Milo, he, he, he wants to talk about his thing, and they're so threatened that they riot, and, 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 and there's no room at Berkeley's campus for any type of dissension from the, from the New World Order. These are very dangerous things, and, and this type of crap should be condemned. I mean, it, and there's just no other way around it. It's a threat to our democracy. It's a threat to your retirement plan. So this is something we want to watch. And and so the question is, the market is up big. The stock market's up big. Uh, things are going well. People are starting to hire. They're getting more optimistic. But the question is, and the reason is, is Donald Trump's coming in. It's not that they all love Donald Trump, but it's like, hey, if we can get lower taxes, the, the, the triad of lower taxes, if we can get deregulation, and if we can get fiscal spending out there, this is exciting, and people, and this is going to boost our economy up. If all of a sudden the whole thing degenerates into a gigantic mess where, where we don't get that, where we don't get the tax cuts, where we don't get the deregulation, where we don't get get the fiscal spending, where we you know maybe get some type of attack on the presidency or whatever, that is, that is going to be very destructive to job creation, very destructive to stock markets, very destructive to your portfolios. And so when you see these people, you really, they need to be condemned to some extent. And, you know, if people complain about Donald Trump, you tell them, hey, I wasn't happy when Barack Obama got in there, or I wasn't happy when Bush got in or Bill Clinton got in, but I went along with it, and you should do I mean, I mean, I think that's really the answer to this type of stuff, but, but understand – it is corrosive on your retirement plan. So this is something we want to think about. Now, I, I tell you, another big thing that, that came up is going to be the 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 job the the job numbers came in not quite as good as as expected. This is a, a big deal because in the market rallied up 180 points. Now that's a fascinating thing. Why did that happen? And 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 what is this all about? And I tell you what, we're going to be talking about that once we get back from from this break here coming up. And the other thing is. We're going to be talking about some very interesting things I heard about the energy business and how uh, that was going to be changing here in the future, some fascinating stuff after this quick break. In the interim, if you haven't gone to the website and signed up for our free Max Out Savings Report, we'll send you out the most recent one, which we just sent out here earlier in the week. Uh, it's a free Max Out Savings Report. You can also sign up for the seminars. Just go to maxoutsavings.com. Uh, we'll be back right after this quick break right here in the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, 
we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Saving Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. I'm Ted Gioka. We are talking savings investments in your retirement. This is a live show. If you've got any questions or comments, 713-339-1070. So what? Uh, we had some uh, – if you looked at the uh, the employment numbers that came out here this week, uh, at the end of the week for, for January, uh, the the numbers, the unemployment rate uh, went up a little bit. Uh, the great, good thing is we're starting to put more people back to work. 62.9% uh, of, of the population was working versus in December it was 62.7. So we're starting to get more people back to work. And the the interesting thing is young people lost 305,000 jobs between people between 25 and 54 not real young but uh, people over 55 195,000 people more went to work and this is two things we're seeing out there is older people tend to be working longer and they, I think because they're used to working and like working, and the other thing is is because the, the, the investment markets have been so poor and interest rates are so low because of the Federal Reserve that we're seeing more and more people continuing to work because they haven't saved up enough money for retirement or to kind of supplement their income. And, and, and so this is an interesting thing that we've seen over the last uh, actually decade is, is more people have been working there's more working people in the older level, and the unemployment rate is held up better there than the younger. And the younger people are really bear the brunt of, of this economic decline uh, we've had over the last years under Barack Obama. And, and with the huge drop in the percentage of the population uh, uh, employed. And, and this is this is something we're going to have to watch going forward. But uh, this was a big deal. The, the, the number was worse than expected. Less people were, were hired. And, and that caused the market to go up about 180 points. And so you go, well, Ted, what happened? And it jumped up above 20,000. It, it's kind of counterintuitive. I would have thought if the economy was worse than expected, the market would have fallen apart. And this goes to the, this massive change we're dealing with right now is with the new president, a new regime. We're making the shift from over the last eight years, the Federal Reserve has stepped in and said, guys, look, stand back. Let us handle the economy. We believe we can manage the U.S. economy with interest rates, create jobs, create GDP growth, and build a better economy. This is what the Federal Reserve basically said to do. That's 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 their philosophy. And typically, we we when when things get tough, a couple things happen. The Federal Reserve moves in, they cut interest rates, they inject more money. It helps out asset prices. Uh, Governments cut taxes. It boosts spending. They they do infrastructure spending. They do fiscal spending, and and maybe they cut some regulations to try to get the economy. Under Barack Obama, we're unique in the first time in history in a in a grand experiment to let the Federal Reserve centrally manage the economy. They abjectly failed. It is it was a complete failure. The idea of of zero interest rates and negative interest rates would create an economy, would grow our economy and create jobs is an absolute 
unmitigated failure, and people are starting to see that. So we're making this shift. We're shifting to what we've done over the last 200 years, which is a combination of, of government policy, lower interest rates, lower taxes, deregulation, and fiscal spending. So we're, we're passing the baton to a new group of people. Now that we've tried the, 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 uh, the planned economy routine under the Fed, and it, we're going to go back to what used to work. And so that's why, that's why the importance of the lower taxes, the deregulation, and the fiscal spending. Here's the problem. If the economy is weaker than expected, then the Fed isn't going to raise interest rates, and they're going to try to come back in and get back into, into, the, into the economic planning business that they desperately want to stay in. in. If the economy is getting better, they have to raise rates. That makes them kind of a drag in the economy. It pushes them off to the side uh it, it, instead we rely on on tax cuts on deregulation and fiscal spending so the idea that if donald trump is having problems because the the, the democrats are basically in, engaged in a scorched earth policy in the united states then and we can't get stuff done the only game in town is the fed if the economy is not going up then the Fed gets to flood the, mo- the economy with more money. And, and the one thing the Fed did under their new central planning regime of zero interest rates was kite up asset prices. So we have a choice in this country. We can have high asset prices pushed forward by the Federal Reserve, or we can have a growing economy with slower growing asset prices, but much higher job growth and much higher GDP growth. This is the massive shift that's taking place. Shifts like this are very difficult to do, that you're going to see pushback back and forth from the different power groups. And so the Fed kind of moved up, and people felt like if the interest rate, if if investments, if the, if, if the unemployment wasn't growing enough or was going up and we weren't hiring enough people, the economy was slowing, then the Fed would move back in and cut rates, and, and that would slow down. That would push up asset prices. So that's why the market went up, and we're in this big shift right now. I, I still think the Fed is going to continue to move up interest rates. They move off the zero-bound policy. And, it, and this is this is real important. I, one of the people I was sitting at the conference in in one of the things I, I, I listened to uh, Derek uh, Ber, uh, Burlington, which is a top economist at TD Bank, and he laid out a case that, that's kind of somewhat similar to ours. And I discussed it with him afterwards. The the United, if you look around the world, there's not many places that are growing. China really has really severe trouble. If you listen to this Max Out Saving Show, you know we've talked about the the, the debt growth in China, which just is is un, un, unseen in the history of the world, with massive debt growth to try to fuel their economy. You have the Europeans that are the euro is breaking up. The British are leaving. They they. they their banking system is a complete mess. The emerging markets are in trouble because many commodity prices are falling and they have too much debt. The only place that can do well is the United States. We can be the locomotive that pulls the world out. Now, this is real important. This is why we've got to get our economy going to keep these other countries up. So even if we pull back some of our imports back into the United States instead of going to China and Mexico – the economic growth should be enough that it, it causes a boom, and we import other stuff. We create jobs here and import other stuff and help other countries out. And this is the big battle going forward. And what people fail to understand, particularly on the Democratic side, is there's no other game in town. If this economy doesn't start moving up, the world's global economy is in very severe trouble. So this is something we're going to watch closely to sort to see what happens in, in going forward. But but. The message I want you to understand here is is if the economy weakens, the Fed's going to try to cut rates, which is going to be good for asset prices. It's going to be bad for economic growth. We want to see economic growth, lower taxes, deregulation, and then we want to see infrastructure spending. Now, the infrastructure spending is, is a key component, but this is going to be one of the big growth areas in the United States. Infrastructure is one of the areas that we probably lagged the Asians and the Europeans on to some extent. And and so by increasing infrastructure spending, we can boost our economy. And infrastructure is going to be one of the big 
the, the really big themes over the next decade. And this is something we're working on. We're making investments in to come up with ideas on. I talked to some people here with some infrastructure funds uh, when I was at the conference uh, and talked to one of the top infrastructure experts in the world. And places like Europe and China and even Australia have done a lot more to privatize their infrastructure and and, and, and create jobs. And, and what this is interesting is infrastructure is a more of a long-term type of uh, – you've got better inflation protection versus many other asset classes such as, as, as bonds and, and other things. And so I think you're going to see a lot – all the big investment banks are going to start shifting to infrastructure because they can sell the infrastructure. To give you an idea, say the toll roads, we have public toll roads in Houston, but if, if you privatize the toll roads, then the companies will put big money in because they can get a, a reasonable set long-term return based on what, what's going on. So one of the big themes going forward is going to be infrastructure. If we can get an infrastructure bank, if we can get some things done through the Trump administration, I think it's going to be bullish. You want to get the economy going in so many places. And I'll tell you why infrastructure is very important to the economy going forward. It's going to be increasingly important. The world is very dramatically changing. And if you look at uh, – I was at a, a, a one of the more interesting talks was by uh, Salim Ishmael. Uh, he was uh, he was one of the co-founders of the Singularity Group. Uh, also, uh, he's a head of uh, EXO Works, and this is big think tanks predicting the future. What do we do? And he had some fascinating numbers about how dramatically the world is changing. And in the past. You didn't see these type of, of massive changes coming in that we have in the world today. And one of the big changes is computer power. And uh, I made the comment that, that your cell phone probably has as much computer power as as uh, all, the whole United States government had 50 years ago, or actually it was 40 years ago. It, 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 and, and so what's happening is this, this technology is moving forward at a very rapid clip. The drop in in the cost of, of, of processing and storage is huge. And the other gigantic one that people understand is sensors. Sensors have gone from cars to about $50 a sensor down to under a dollar for the sensors. And this is important because you're going to have all types of sensors on cars for self-driving cars. You're going to have sensors on robots. You're going to have sensors on everything. And, and, and this is going to create driverless cars. You can already already get in your Tesla and push a button and it'll drive you into town automatically. And, and they have self-driving trucks. They had a, they, they had a little uh, movie of, of a guy drove a truck 300 miles, a big semi-truck, and just pushed the button and went in the back and the, and, 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 and the truck drove itself there. This is going to create a lot of unemployment in, in many industries. And so the Things like infrastructure build out that creates jobs. Construction creates jobs. It's very hard to re- use robots and sensors or anything to replace construction work and building. And, and so we're going to need more. You've got millions of people driving trucks. Within ten years, they're going to be able to have self-driving trucks at a pretty good clip. And, and so the world is very dramatically changing. One of the more interesting things is. They came up with a, a slide, and they said they they thought they could get like ten times more cars on the road if using if it was all driverless. If they could get about eighty percent of the cars driverless, they the they, they could get about ten times more cars on the road. Now, I didn't want to. Ted, I'm sorry, but we have Tom on the line. Oh, okay, yeah, let's take a call from Tom. Hello, Tom. Good morning, Ted. You had a question for us. Uh, yeah, my, my question, I mean, all the things Trump's doing, I think deregulation is probably one of the most critical because, you know, it, it's one of those pendulum things. There's a there's a happy medium somewhere, and under Obama it's gone, you know, it's gone way over the top. But uh, here in the last couple of days, a lot of the news has been on the financial de- deregulation. Yes. And I'd uh, really like to get your opinion on what you see happening there, and, and in particularly, and it's things you've talked about, is this uh, fiduciary rule for advisors uh, – you know, right now, the, I guess where it was heading is they were going to require everybody to be a fiduciary, but now it sounds like Trump is rolling that back as part of rolling back the regulation. And again, I'm all for rolling back the regulations because they are overdone, but it, 
it seems to me that you know requiring everybody to be a fiduciary is, is maybe a good thing, and maybe we should keep that. So I'm really curious what you think about that, since you know you're kind of in that business. Yeah, no, that's an excellent question. Uh, here, here's the interesting thing about the fiduciary rule. As an advisor, we're a fiduciary. We're a registered investment advisor. If a broker doesn't have a fiduciary rule, be, be, the fiduciary responsibility, they actually have one to the client, but they also have it to the firm. And so they're going to try to make everybody fiduciaries. What no one understands about the fiduciary bill rule that came out was it, it's a Trojan horse. And what it was was it was a program that was going to let – they had a tremendous number of rules and regulations on how you manage money uh, for, for retirees and for IRA rollover business. And, and what I think, if, if the rule would have passed, eventually everybody would have been, be investing in the same ETFs, in the same uh, programs with, with a little bit of difference, but not much. They were going to end up mandating how people invested. They, it, you, there was going to be have to be tremendous processes and procedures in investing in anything you did, and in the end, it was going to force everybody into into S and P 500 ETFs, and and uh, with with a little bond component, a little overseas component, and every and in which worked real well if 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 the markets keep going up forever and the and the Fed keeps flooding the market money. If there was problems, if the world changes or something like that, and and, and advisors had to make changes, it was going to be very difficult for them. Because there was such a, there was such, uh, uh, it, it, it was a the rulemaking made it so that you had to really justify what you were doing, and so if you had to make big changes, like oh my gosh, World War II is breaking out, we're going to have to make changes and get out of Germany. Place if you did that, and the war didn't break out, so to speak, you would be you'd have been liable. And 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 I think it was basically a way for the government to mandate how retirement money was invested. Okay, well, you know, and I'm, you know, being that hearing hearing from you and others, you know, I, I guess me personally, I, I was aware that that's important to have a, an advisor who's fiduciary. But you hear these stories of some poor people who really don't know any better, and they're investing, and and people are are charging them high commissions, and and really not looking out for their best interests. So that's where it seemed to me that maybe the fiduciary rule might be a good thing for for I guess the industry in general. Yeah, well, see, I, I'm, what I'm thinking is what he did is he delayed the rule. And what I would support, I'd like to see, is, is they make everybody a fiduciary. If you're managing money, you have a fiduciary responsibility to those people. I, I think that's a good idea. It, it was the other stuff that in the Department, it, the Department of Labor rule that they came up with was, was really the, the, the thing that really caused the problem. And, and, and what's surprising, I, I talked to, I, I was in a, uh, a meeting up here with some of the top experts in it, and, and, and a surprise, they didn't even understand. The other thing about that rule, Tom, was it was so complicated. Every single time I sat through a presentation on it, it changed on what they thought we needed to do. It was so complicated. Well, it sounds like typical government regulation, so that's probably a good thing to pull back. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, to your point, I think I think the fiduciary rule. I think all people managing people's retirement money, in particular, they should be bound to a fiduciary rule to do what's in the best interest of the client. Oh and, yeah, absolutely. And, and so yeah, I, I, but I think the rule comes back. But I think it comes back in a fiduciary rule way versus a Department of Labor uh, wish list on how to control the investment, the, the retirement. Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, just a simple make people a fiduciary and cut out all the extra regulation stuff. Yeah, no, it was extraordinary. I, I'm not kidding when I say I, I sat through probably four or five different presentations, and every time I walked out of there, uh, nobody knew what the, you got a different answer. And I talked to uh, some of our, our, our compliance people up here uh, that, that we deal with, and, and they're like, we, we've been holding off because we really can't quite figure out what's going to happen. And, and, and we decided just to hold off because the rule was so complicated and burdensome. We felt like if we put it out there, it was just going to cause problems. Okay. Well, that's very, I'm just curious to get your insight on all that uh, since, again, you're in that business and us poor folks uh, trying to figure all this stuff out. <laughs> well, no, it's really uh, – uh, this is a great question, and, and uh, I think – the idea that, that people should have a fiduciary – advisors, since we're advisors, we're bound by the fiduciary duty. But insurance people, uh, brokers, 
uh, annuity people, sometimes they're not quite bound by that fiduciary rule, and, and they really need – they should be fiduciary responsible to their clients. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Thanks. Appreciate the call. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Tell what. Coming up here in a quick break on the Max Out Savings Show, if you've got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. After, uh, after the break, we're going to be talking about the uh, a fascinating thing, uh, some more stuff that came from Salim Ishmael on energy. Fascinating stuff. So hang with us, and we'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Saving Show. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512NewMedia.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks, when they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. We return now to the Max Out Saving Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. If you haven't gone to the uh, website and signed up for our free Max Out Savings Report, now's the time to do it. We just released our most recent one and uh, talking about uh, a number of issues, including uh, what's happening with the economy. We, we pointed out the recovery in the last eight years, how it hasn't been that good. We talked in a fascinating story about the, the war on cash. This is coming out of Harvard and some of the elite places like Davos where they want to call in all the cash and just have electronic cash. And we sort of explained this kind of goes back to some of the work the Federal Reserve does with negative interest rates, so they don't want to have cash out there if they do negative interest rates rates. And, you know, it, there's some positives, but there's a whole lot of negatives that they don't seem to understand. But it sounds like a crazy idea, but 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 it, it, it it's something that some very serious people, including Ken Rogoff, Larry Summers, and Peter Sands at Harvard, are pushing very hard. And so it, you have to keep track of what's happening in the world, because, you know, some of these ideas out there just get to be kind of crazy. The uh, talk about the high cost of medical care, and then we have our outlook. So, if you're not on the Max Out Savings Report, let's go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. You can sign up for one of our seminars that are coming up in February. We don't do many of them. Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. Ted, we have Richard on the line. Okay, great. Hello, Richard. Good morning. Richard? Uh, I've got a question for you on the on these big, uh, 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 you know, rectangular uh, office park buildings I've seen 
uh, being built around Houston. Lately. Yeah, yeah. Speak up a little uh, bit, please. Got them in Clear Lake. Yeah, they speak got up. Them over there in uh, on the west side of town. Do you know anything about those? Is this some influx of business that's coming in, or what's your take on that? Uh, you know what, what that is about is that is about distribution in the world today distribution in supply chain is the big story and so you have all these companies putting in warehouses so they can move the, they can move their product efficiently and they have the big warehouses and particularly with just in time inventory at many stores and things they have to have large warehouses nearby so they can quickly ship the products into the stores and into the manufacturing facilities okay well thank you very much i appreciate it your show is always a good one yeah thank you very much richard yeah, that, that's an interesting thing. I mean, really, in logistics is one of the huge growth areas in the country. And this is why you see these big warehouses and distribution centers popping up on the west side of town or the north side or different places where where, where they can ship in stuff and then they can get it out quickly. Uh, many stores and many manufacturing facilities, it's, it's just-in-time manufacturing. I wanted to touch base. Uh, uh, Salim Ishmael, uh, he uh, one of the founders of the Singularity Group, which is a big futuristic think tank, had a fascinating talk, and and it covered a, a large number of issues, really very thought provoking. And and one of them, really, and I've seen this some more, but back in the in the seventies, I've been around a while. Oil went up to a hundred dollars a barrel, which back then was a lot of money, and and the. There was a big push to do solar energy, and everyone claimed within 10 or 20 years, solar energy was going to take over and wipe out the oil and gas sector and everybody else. And the flaw in Exxon and Shell, they made investments in solar energy companies, you know, figuring we're going to take advantage of this. And what happened was is oil went back down in price, and they could never get the solar energy down uh, once it went back down. And so it was always more expensive. But and then if the if the cloud comes over, you don't get the solar energy. Here's what he uh, Salim put up a fantastic chart of of the price of solar energy over the last twenty to thirty years, and uh, with the, with the price of 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 electricity production using coal or natural gas. And what's happened in the last year is that the price of solar energy has dropped below the price of natural gas or oil or coal fired production for electricity. This is for electricity now. So it's cheaper if you get the most cutting-edge stuff, the cheapest. You can get right at or underneath now. You can produce electricity cheaper from the sun than you can from coal or natural gas. This is a big deal. And what this means is you're going to have massive amounts of new energy coming on the market. And 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 then with the advent of the electric car, you're going to have more usage, which is going to further pressure oil and gas, uh, with, with gasoline and, and oil. And so they're not going to be using as much natural gas and coal to produce electricity because it's going to be solar. And they're also not going to be using as much oil because of electric cars. And this is something they, over the next five to ten years, the oil companies are really going to have to wrestle with. And I think a couple things. I think due to the shale you're not going to see a big surge up in oil prices unless there's just a war in the Middle East. And and solar is going to increasingly become the the, the wave of the future. And, and what they're thinking is, is in 20, 25 years, we could see a massive surplus of energy because you can get so much energy from the sun. And if these solar panels have reached the point where they're now cheaper than natural gas and coal production of electricity, that's a massive game changer. And this is – they had a prediction slide in there that that, that electric, uh, electric utility companies' models were going to fail by 2023 because they people would not need the power because they're going to be producing their own power from from their own um, so from solar power, and and so it, you still have the, the the problem of the nighttime. But but as the battery storage comes up, you can store your energy in the batteries in your home and then use it up at, at night. And this is this is something I don't think they're going to completely go away, but it's going to put huge pressure on the electric utilities and huge pressure on the oil and gas business. And so, in the, the future of gas of, of the energy business, isn't going to be in oil and business. It's not going to be so much gasoline and 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 uh, 
and electricity generation, it's going to be – remember, everything you use is use, uses petroleum for chemicals in, in, in production of plastics and all types of, of byproducts. So there's going to be big demand for that. And then natural gas, you still have natural gas for heating and cooking, so that's going to be a good way to play there. But, but for the first time, I think, in all the years I've been following this – the oil and gas industry is in for some huge changes because of this, and the reason is is because the the cost of electricity from solar powers it's about ninety cents a kilowatt hour, something I'm kind of butchering the the uh, the number the uh, whatever the divisor is, but but the solar last year went underneath it, and they think this year it could go down into the 25 or 30 cents a kilowatt hour, which is just extraordinary. So massive changes are coming to, to, to the world today, and you want to try to take advantage of those things, and this is something we want to watch in the oil and gas business. So I, I just I, that to me was one of the more interesting things, really. There, I, the the thing about the self-driving car. Oh, I was going to tell about this. So, so what they said is on the self-driving cars, they could get ten times as many on the road uh, uh, driving in and out of town if if, if they could get eighty percent of the cars self-driving because you could you could put them closer together. And my response to that was sort of, I don't think you've been in Houston, Texas, because we we can run cars at 70, 75 miles an hour, almost bumper to bumper. And uh, it reminds me of the story. I was uh, the uh, I used to live on University Boulevard, and and, and so they had one day they had a, a talk about with the with the the, the, the Houston the the, the the street people because there was so much traffic on, uh, right around our house and stuff and. And, and the man got up there and he said, you know, we do these traffic studies and theoretically, I think, I think it was the corner of Shepherd and University, I think that was the one, theoretically you shouldn't be able to get that many cars through the intersection, but humans seem to do it. And and, and so I, this is, anyway, a lot of fascinating stuff happening, a lot of big changes. I think you're going to see more changes in the next four to eight years than we've seen in the last uh 15 or 20, and, and I think it's going to affect investment markets, and I think it's going to infect, uh, in, uh, affect inflation. I think it's going to affect jobs, and, and I think you have to sit there and rely your country to, to be a winner in the world that's changing, in the robotic economy, in the solar power economy. You want to be a winner. You don't want to farm everything overseas so you have nothing for your own people. In a world of low-energy robotics, the, the country with, with the most stable country, with, with the most stable rule of law, should be the one that gets all the business. It shouldn't be the unstable, corrupt countries such as Mexico and China that, that, that get this business. And, and, and so we need to make sure that we have the business for our working people in this country. So I, I think it's going to be fascinating. Um, other thing thing I wanted to cover, I, I came across a, a study on uh, on medical expenses uh, for your retirement, and the show is all about retirement and savings. And in medical, I've seen I've seen some numbers. This one's from Employee Benefit uh, Research Institute. I've seen some numbers from other companies as well. Uh, the the uh, Fidelity, I think, had it was two hundred and sixty five thousand dollars you need to saved up just for your health care. Uh, the, the, the people at uh, the Employee Benefit Research Institute said if you had a 50-50 chance, you really needed to save about 100, about 165,000 to to make sure you, you get through. And it just goes to show you how much medical is costing, even with with Medicare and and, and everything else people have out there for the, your medical expenses is one of your largest expenses at retirement and controlling your health. And I. I, I we write about this, uh, not that number exactly in the in our max out savings report, but we have a, a, a chart in our most recent re- report we sent out last week where we, we show you the medical cost over the last 20 years or so from uh, actually more than that, over about the last 35 years in the life expectancy. And the fascinating thing is, is the medical costs have skyrocketed in in the United States, our medical costs are materially more 
twice as much as any other developed country in the world. And there, in, in other developed countries around the world, their medical costs did not accelerate as much as ours, yet their standard of living rose more than ours. And so for, all the, for, for the fact that we spend more than anyone else in the world for medical care, our life expectancy in the United States has gone, not gone up like most countries, which means we're not even getting anything for this medical care. And that's why this has to change. And that's why we're going to have to come up with a new, new program for medical care. And so, uh, another fascinating thing at the at the conference is they actually had a uh, there's a, there's a prize of ten million dollars to whoever can invent a tricorder like on Star Trek that can tell what's wrong with you. And they're they're going to announce this in the next six months. There's two people left in the competition that they think they'll be able to diagnose m- most medical conditions with a small handheld medical device. And now I, I think there'll be a, an attachment for a heart monitor and a couple other things, but it, that is about to come out too. So we're seeing a lot of changes. But if we're going to spend this much on medical care, our our uh, our the link, our life expectancy should have gone up a lot more than it is. So very interesting thing. So understand medical care costs are a big chunk of your retirement and it's very important to maintain good health at retirement. The way you do that is you eat well and you exercise. We've all heard that, but I think how it's not put in perspective is if you can eat well and work out every day at retirement, a couple things happen. It gives you something to do. You stay in good health. You have more you, since you're in good health, you can travel more. But the key is since you're in good health, you have more money to spend, so you can travel more and have a good time at retirement. So understand at retirement, one of the key things to do is work on your health. Tell what, coming up on the end of the show, if you haven't signed up for our free Max Out Saving Report and the seminars, we've got two seminars coming up on uh, investing in the Trump world uh, in February. Go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. I hope everyone has a great weekend. Thank you very much. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070, The Answer.